Hello, and welcome to the Scripts and Scribes podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Fukunaga. Today, we've got back on the show a manager and producer who spent over a decade at boutique powerhouse management production company Madhouse Entertainment before starting his own firm, Skyway Entertainment. Prior to his career in representation, he spent almost six years working in development at Robert's Mex's Image Movers. Welcome back, Chris Cook. Thanks for having me. That's Good to be back. Always great to chat with you, Chris. Yes, sir. Um, and if you, as a listener, uh, would like to go back and listen to some of our previous episodes with Chris, you can find them, as well as a ton of other great interviews at our website, scriptsandscribes.com. Um, and for those of you who haven't listened to our previous conversations with Chris, a little background. He studied film and TV and English at Cal State Fullerton. Um, and I wanted to ask you uh, what film school was like for you and if that's something that you recommend you know, newer emerging screenwriters to do. Yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, there's the the debate about, you know, people say, oh, you can go to film school by watching this laser disc and, and that. And, right. And, and, and now you can go out and do it yourself at a reasonable budget and have good quality stuff. You know, that's been easier to make your own things. For me, I needed it as a person to figure out what I wanted to do. And there was a foray into what I thought was safer you know, before I went back into it. And, and yeah, what was really good about my school in particular, and it just kind of happened to work out, was that I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do, but um, my school was good with the, with, the, with the screenwriting classes and thus the development side of things. Um, you know, still, you get out of school and... and you'd be amazed at what they didn't teach you. You know, that that's ac- across the board, right. you, you know. Coverage, what's coverage? You know, it's it, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, we write coverage every day here. That's, you know. Um, no, I think we wrote, we wrote like, we, it, you know, we wrote one coverage thing. But my school was not great for um, the production side of things. And generally speaking, um, I kind of felt like... Um, um, that wasn't the path I wanted to go anyway, so it kind of mm-hmm. worked out. But like all, you know, all my schools, and I probably, I'm wondering if I've said this, uh, if I repeat myself on from the past podcast, forgive me, but um, <laughs> every, I only have one life, so I can only tell you the the one story. But uh, every school I've ever been to, comically, when I leave, they get the greatest equipment, right? You know, I left my right. high school, brand new computer lab, you know, everything twenty five times better than I. When I left Cal State Fullerton, Avid came in, mm. and I mean, we were literally, you know, cutting film like you used right. to do. Um, uh, I mean, some of it was a, a version of digital editing, but you know, they, they get the, you know, Avid comes in, and and all of a sudden, um, a, you know, as soon as I left, it might have become a great production school. I couldn't tell you, but um, yeah, that was, um, and like I've t- I think I've talked about before, you know, English was it really. You know, people in a world of coming out of film school where everybody's come out of film school and a lot of them are NYU, AFI, and USC, and I'm coming from Cal State Fullerton. Right. I think my English, the English thing helped a lot, you know. Um, You know, oh, good. You know, even if it was a a simplistic, like, uh, this guy likes to read and I've got a ton of crap for him to read. Um, you know, and developing tastes and so forth, I felt like I was ahead of the game. And it and people actually appreciated that, you mm. know. Um, but, um, yeah, so it, it's weird. My, my film school 
barely qualified compared to some schools, but it was very good from a writing standpoint. And, and um, you know, there was some there was some good alumni. It's funny. There's a um, uh, Matthew, the cinematographer Matthew Libatik. You know, he he came out of um, you know he's huge now, and he came out of um, Cal State Fullerton. I was like, he learned cinematography at Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> I was like, okay, but yeah. So um, going back to film school, is that like, do you notice any sort of difference between, even if it's not necessarily in writing ability, um, but do you notice any difference between uh, writers who may have gone to film school and those who haven't, even in terms of like understanding, like, you know, the, the, the industry, the, the tech, the, the process you know, as opposed to just writing, but maybe they've taken an editing course, so they 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 can speak different, you know, technical languages. Does do you notice that at all, or or not really? Yeah, I mean, having a uh, having a good sense of the industry can definitely help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think writing is its own thing. I think what's great about film school for writers in particular is is you know you can write poorly then. You know, it forces you, it gives you an accountability thing where, um, you know, that script you've been trying to write, well, now you have to, and it has to be done by this point. Right. And now that, you know, you there's a rewriting component, and you go on and take this class and so forth. So it's really, it's about, um, um, you know, getting the, the, the bad writing out of the way, you mm-hmm. know, which in it, it's also good because, you know, write what you know is kind of it it it's true but it's somewhat overused but you know what do you know when you're when you're 22 years old you know i know i sound like an old man and i am an old man but it's <laughs> it's only now that i realize you know right you know w- w- well yeah it's like uh, write what you know people write high school scripts and and stuff you know it's it, so i think anything that allows you to grow as a person too and gives you that time um i think there's a um, I mean, I don't know if you're talking about someone not going to school versus going to school for something else, but um, a, there's a big difference between a, a 19-year-old and a 23-year-old or a 24-year-old sure. or whatever. Yeah, no, I was literally talking about, um, and I don't know what it's like at different film schools, like at Fullerton and mm-hmm. you know at USC, I know it was definitely, um, we had a critical studies program which studied sort of film theory yeah and then the production side oh there's there's also a screenwriting element um but the production side where you actually uh learn filmmaking you take different courses for sound design for editing for production design so you know a little bit of everything and not to say that you should always consider that when you are writing but sometimes it can come in handy uh especially like uh from what I understand, friends who went to NYU, it was very guerrilla style. You just go out there and shoot. Right. But at SC, it really wasn't like that. You had to have a production notebook with your permits and your insurance certificates and all this other kind of stuff. Right. Your, list, your listings for your casting notices that you put out, you know, they want all that information to, to show, not that they're necessarily just keeping track of you, although I'm sure that there's an aspect of that. It right. really was to, to show that you know the entire process. Right. Yeah. Well, look, from a you know, writing standpoint, you mentioned editing. Editing sure. is... is you know, you, you, you make a movie three times, you know, right. when, you, when you write it, when you shoot it and when you edit it and editing in particular, I feel, you know, there's a component that you, just like when you're editing, you're writing, you know, 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I also think you can get on with it and, and there's learn by doing, um, no matter what your level of education about screenwriting, mm-hmm. it may, you know, just like you can, you, it might put you ahead of the game, but you're still, that's still on a scale of being, you got a lot of work to do before you, you know, generally speaking, you have a lot of work to do before you can be great at it, you know? Right. What is it? The Is it 10,000 hours? 10,000 hours. That's what they say. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm a long <laughs> way from being good at anything. <laughs> uh, um, you know what I've been doing for 10,000 hours is saying the quote about 10,000 hours. Okay. So, so I'm really good yeah, at it. Yeah, you're an you expert know. at it. There you go. See, that's why when I was unsure of it, you just came right in. Right in. <laughs> there it there is. It um, what trends do you see currently in the industry? I'm like, are there any sort of genres, settings, or tropes that are sort of peaking or sort of like maybe oversaturated the market? Uh, you know, I mean, I guess the 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 obvious one – or, or somewhat obvious one is we're seeing you know Netflix do features and mm-hmm. and 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 you know other streamers too, but you've seen a lot on Netflix and it's kind of the good thing about that is it's it's filling the the space that had gone away for the fifteen right. one five million dollar movie right and the twenty five million dollar movie now they're also doing. Huge. They're doing the Scorsese picture and, sure. the, you know, Bright and everything else that they're doing. You know, they'll make those huge movies, too. But, um, you know, I think it, it has been as the feature market has become more and more about. Well, I mean, this isn't new at all, but more and more about franchises and, mm-hmm. and they've stopped making those movies. Those middle budget yeah. films. And look, it, uh, they've um, a lot of that has to do with their. You know, their marketing departments are set up to spend, you know, multiple, you know, 50% of the budget. And you're talking about huge budget movies. You're talking about lots of money for advertising. And it's like, it's never seemed to, it's hard to figure out how to do that when you have a $10 million film right. and you're spending $3 million on, on advertising. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it's great that Netflix is doing that. You know, there's, there's. Obviously, the the Disney Fox thing is um, is been big, and you know the that's leading to the Disney streaming site, and then you've got the Warner Brothers streaming site. You know, we're about to get, um, you know, whether you want to consider Amazon or Hulu as a absolutely, as, you know, the those three, you know, we'll call them the three Netflixes, even though you know. We're about to get, you know, two more in a major way, Mm -hmm. you know. So there's, there's, you know, the only thing that is consistent in the, in the film business is change, right? Right. But, you know, a lot of times the changes are cyclical so that if, at least if, if, if it's changing, it's, it's something is coming back into fashion or, you know, the, the new, the new source of money came in and came out, and now they're gone. But somebody else has come in with money. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? It, it's those type of changes. You know, a rom-com does well, and now we're making a few rom-coms when we haven't been making them before. Um, but a lot of the changes that are happening right now, and I think what makes some of the changes scary is they're – we've seen maybe we've seen them before, or maybe we haven't. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Right. So it's not just a change, the the constant change. It's, you know, the WGA ATA thing. We've never seen that before. You know, you, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, you know, that that makes that makes for fear and it makes for people being, you know, ill at ease and and impatient and all those things. Um so yeah, look, there's there's a lot of the the more more of the same going on, you know. Um, broken record manager speak here is that the one thing that hasn't changed is the and, and 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 if it has, maybe it's changed in a good way. Is people need whether you want to call it content, product, mm-hmm. or art, take your pick. Um, they need to to have that stuff and the good stuff is still going to rise to the top and you know from a writing perspective um as much as things change i don't think it's ever going to change that that we're going to want good material right you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and the source yeah the source matters in the sense that you know people who have the 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 you know the cachet can do the, still do the more risky things sure but but generally speaking they don't care if you're new you know if you've got the goods poker term if you've got the nuts you know <laughs> you're okay with these changes right. you know so well speaking about that we're talking about you know all the streaming services and you know uh, the four to five hundred uh, scripted shows that yeah. are supposed to be shooting this year and right. every year and, and and as well as Netflix and all these uh streaming companies doing features yeah um as opposed to 10 years ago before mm-hmm. this was the case and you had studios and you had you know independent studios and networks right even cable outlets but that they it was very much more there was less content needed. Yeah. Um, do you think that because there is such a demand for content now, mm-hmm. because there are so many different outlets, even like YouTube Red and all these other places, that the – I don't want to say the bar is lower, but there's more opportunity for for creators coming in that don't have a track record. And, you know, in other words, is there more opportunity for, you know, the new – yeah, I Writer. mean, I mean, I I think so. I mean, look, you know, we're talking about the big streaming services. There's little streaming things Absolutely. and people looking for content. And by and by the way, you know, um, from a non-union starting out level, as those things are often the case. I mean, that's great if they want to, you know, m- you know, if they want to make their own shows and and do it at that level, you know, that's great. Now, one of the things we're seeing, you know, is even though it's high time and, you know, it's still this golden age of television, long may it last, whatever, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, knock on wood. Um, You're also, you know, people, people talk about this, but it's a big thing is the fact that you're talking about 10 or 12 episodes. Okay. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. As a viewer, I generally like that. You know, as a writer, um, you're talking about, shorter periods of time and having to get new jobs more often. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, I think those streaming rooms, generally speaking, tend to be smaller. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they don't extend down to the lower levels. So you could have 
um, you could have an entire writer's room for a 10-episode show or a 12-episode show that's two creators, uh, you know, two co-EPs and maybe a staff writer. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's no staff writer, you know. So it's, it, it, it's, um, it, it, it's not a one-to-one ratio in the sense that you can't think of a network room, right? You can't think of the room for NCIS and saying, well, Amazon's going to make Jack Reacher, so – you know, there's 22 more people that are going to get – not 22, but there's uh, 16, 12, 16 people that are going to get it hired. It's not the, – the job ratio doesn't – it's not a one-to-one sure. thing. You know? Sure, sure. But, um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, look, the, the places that are starved for content, you know, I mean, the, you know, they don't – they're going to have to compete with places that have more money. You're going to get – you know the quality is going to presumably be down. But look, if if there's ways to make money as a writer, you know, starting off and and um, look, you, you know, most people, um, you know, pretty much everybody, you know, wants to be in the union eventually mm-hmm. and doing these little non-union jobs. You know, the downside of it is you can get screwed around and never paid and companies all of a sudden the phone number doesn't work anymore you know you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah yeah but um but there's there is lots of of opportunity uh again sort of um but you you can't multiply the number of shows as far as the number of working writers you can't say that because you know um i don't know why i use this one for example but into the badlands on amc right it was Gotham, right. Gotham Millar, i think right mm-hmm. um um, season two and three, they probably added, you know, by the end of it, they probably had something akin to a writer's room. My understanding is season one, it was the two of them and one other person and maybe an assistant halfway through got a freelance. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so it's like... And the freelance isn't like, oh, let's do a freelance because we feel... The, yeah. right, the guild makes you do a freelance. So yeah. That's probably... They're just following right. you know, the bare minimum of what they actually right. were you know, right. had to do by the, le- right. the guild. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, I get it. And they can put that money towards production, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Um, so, again, going back to emerging writers Mm -hmm. and opportunities for emerging writers you know obviously if you have you know this hot piece of material Mm -hmm. um uh a friend mickey fisher you know obviously with extant right you know got a lot of heat you know got brooklyn weaver got steven spielberg got halle berry all of a sudden network deal barring that you know, because that obviously is is a rare situation. By the way, what was interesting about that, if I may interject, yeah, is yeah. that was the that was the, the the level of excitement for that thing was like on the feature spec level, but it happened in TV, right? You know, absolutely. What, you know what I mean? Which yeah, is yeah. A, which happens, but it, but it's quite a bit more rare, you right? Know? Um, what sorts of things should uh, these emerging writers be looking for? What sort of opportunities? Um, you know, assuming that they have, you know, their pilot, their feature, and, you know, they have that ready to go. Are there other markets out there that um, are sort of underrepresented? I mean, I know, like, the direct-to-video market died for a while. Right. But then it's sort of coming back in the streaming world. There's a lot of, like, but I don't know what the budgets are. I don't know what the process is like because it's it's sort of the Wild West out there. It still is. Um, 
Yeah, that's a tough question to answer. I mean, um, things that are web series, you know, right? become features. Features become cut. They cut them up and make web series and so forth. Um, yeah, no, uh, emerging market that I'm trying to. I, I can't really think of anything. Other than just the fact that m- more people are getting in, you know, there's more people getting into content, you know what I mean? Right. And it's just there's there's more stuff being made. But um, now, is that something that you would encourage um, emerging writers to pursue, like a place like Asylum? I don't know. I don't think they pay very much. My understanding is a friend who worked for a different company. I don't remember the name of it. That did a lot of these low budget sci fi type films that shoot for you know a quarter of a million half a million dollars yeah was that you get five thousand dollars that's it that's what you get <laughs> yeah you know it's non-union you get five thousand dollars that's the reason that the scripts aren't top because you don't get a you're not going to do 12 right. rewrites right you're not going to you know spend you know uh, a year kind of crafting the script when you get five thousand dollars right <laughs> um, but is that something that that you encourage writers to pursue to seek out look at it this way yeah yeah if it if you are searching for ideas on what to write next and you don't quite have your thing and someone presents an opportunity like mm-hmm. you, they bring you the idea. And even though it's only $5,000, it allows you to do something. It allows you to jump a step in the, in the process. Mm-hmm. Then, then great. I mean, look at Roger Corman, how many people, you know, the, the famous stories of from Ron Howard to Scorsese, you know, how many people, Jim Cameron. Yeah, exactly. And what it afforded those people, you know, they were 19, 23 years old, Mm -hmm. and they were able to jump the line. No one was going to give them a feature gig at the time. So they were able to learn by doing and actually get, you know, get paid. Wait a little bit of money. Sure, absolutely. Cover your parking anyway. (laughs) You you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, But look, I think... A lot of those uh, – and by the way, I, I don't know anything – I don't know – I know very little about Asylum. But like actually if it was sort of a factory like that where they have a business model mm-hmm. and that's how they're doing it, I would think that those places it would be less apt to all of a sudden – you know, when they go to make the movie, they go to make the movie. You, right. know, you know what I mean? It's it, the, the, the problem I have with indie financers and people you – know, it's like none of it seems – none of it ends up being very real. Right. Um, and you can end up, look, even if it's, even if it's, you know, you shouldn't be writing without being paid. Um, I know some people do, and I know some people jump through a lot of hoops to get a job that doesn't materialize too. You know what I mean? So, um, look, I'm always thinking that if you have a great idea, you should be writing your own original ideas. And even if it isn't a... Something that, you know, either you don't get an agent, you don't get represented out of it, or you do and it goes out and it doesn't sell and you get the general, it's a step forward in in the process, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and, you you know, I I guess it it also depends on, you know, with these, uh, these sort of little jobs too, it's like you, you really don't have any recourse if they if they want to mess around, you know, mm-hmm. 
they don't pay you. Okay, go to, you got to go to court. You know, <laughs> right? You know, because it's not a guilt thing. They don't right. cre- they don't credit you. You don't have any recourse. Right. You, you know what I mean? And they're not a huge corporation yeah. that's protecting its reputation. Yeah. And yeah, and by the time you get your justice, you, you have lost your five thousand and then some. Right. Um, In lawyers, if fees. you ever got it, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, you know, beware of those situations, but. If it's going to move you forward in your process, and it's going to, um, you know, I was say, you know, get you working with the buyer and and sort of, in, you know, you know, them giving you notes and you implementing those notes. Now, granted, um, you know, some of those people may not know what they're doing, and it right. All by the way, all the frustrations that you get with studio gigs, sure, you, you know, it's just you get that there too. It's mm-hmm. just going to be multiplied, and it's and you're not getting paid to yeah, do rewrites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, if, if it's taking if it's taking away from you writing your original thing, um, yeah. But at the same time, look, it, the, the, that stuff go, goes out into the world, and it's like if it's crappy, it, 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 like a lot of it comes out and it's almost like it never came out mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean it's, right uh, unfortunately i've been involved with a few projects that didn't end up quite as they were and you you know you're thinking like oh my god this is going to ruin everybody's career and it's like eh, it just gets ignored mm-hmm. um you know no one's going to blame you that you know you you wrote a draft that you you know that that's among your credits i don't know that anyone's going to jump over the moon about them either right um other than you know oh well this person has at least worked with somebody and so forth so so is is there a, a any sort of stigma towards doing Sharknado? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, or, or is it, you know what, it's work, and assuming you have another great piece after that, whatever? You know, I don't, that's, that, you stumped me there. Um, yeah, um, it, all deference to those fine, the fine Sharknado people. I mean, it did really yeah. well financially, right? Yeah, that's it. it. Well, that, that's what I'm thinking about. So it's is, like, is like, you know, it was successful. Yes, and, and in that sense, you know, there's not only you know the 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 phrase like it is what it is, mm-hmm. but that's there's actually a like they were looking for exactly that, right? And it and it got the eyeballs, and it became a thing, right? You know, so from a creative standpoint, whatever, you know. Um, no, I, I don't think there's ultimately anything bad about it, but I don't watch them. Sure. You, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I, mean? I feel like I watch them without watching them. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I think it's funny and fun that they exist. And if people like, I, I also, as a viewer, I don't get it. You know, there's the the the, the movie that's so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. I've never gotten right. that. Um. So, um. I, you know, I guess you know. Um, it would be fun to watch as those things are fun to watch with a group of people as a comedy. Sure. But, but they're in on the joke too. You right. Know what I mean, the creators are in on the oh, joke yeah, yeah, too. Absolutely. It's not like they're aiming for this bar and they're, and, falling, and they're falling, falling way short of, short of it. They're right. like, hell yeah. Right. You know, right. Bigger, better, whatever, you know? I mean, it, it, assuming you had, you signed a client. Uh, by the way, I was I was going to compare Sharknado to a, a a bigger feature film, and I think I'm going to step away from that. <laughs> I was, was going to say, is there really much difference between? Uh, no, forget it. I'm <laughs> let, not, let, I'm not yeah, saying that. Let that one go. <laughs> um, but assuming you signed a client um, who had a great piece of material, yeah, or you were looking at a client that had a great piece of material, if they had written, you know, 
Sharknado and Sharknado 2, Sharknado 3, whatever, is that an advantage, a disadvantage, or it doesn't matter? All that matters is that script that you were submitted. I just realized I actually have the perfect client, oh. and, and I won't name her, but um, <laughs> uh, the, the thing we were running around with was like this great piece of material that a lot of people have read, and it, it, it'll get made one day, and I don't represent her anymore, but whatever, but... Um, she wrote on, um, she wrote on one of the Paris Hilton movies. Oh, okay. Like, like, and I think it was like a Paris Hilton comedy. Hmm. So like, it's something to talk about in meetings. Right. (laughs) And she had this other, and, and she was going into the meeting when everybody had read this incredibly thing that just pulls on your heart Mm -hmm. and, you know, makes you feel. Right. And so... If they say, did you really write this with Paris Hilton? Right. It's like, it becomes a, yep, you know, had to, and, and no one's going to begrudge you, you know, that you had to do what you had to do. And, right. And, you know, by the way, even with the Paris Hilton movies, have there been multiple? I'm saying, I'm saying I, like, I a, think so. Like but thing. back in the day, Paris Hilton was a thing. Yeah. And right, right. Well, there, there is also that it is what it is. But there's also sure. like nobody sets out to make a crappy movie, you know. No, right, mean, crappy right. movies having all the, you know. Right. So, so just you know, even though you know that you know who's involved in that in and of itself might make it embarrassing on its surface, <laughs> it might be a better movie than you know a movie with with great you know traditionally great actors that right. just you know the, the stuff you see it. Redbox and uh, you know I was at Seven Eleven. Well, I was at Seven Eleven today, as you can see. But um, I was at Seven Eleven last night, and um, I just stopped. I don't really do the Redbox thing, but I stopped by the Redbox and to see some of the things that like didn't even make it to streaming with like big name people too. It's pretty funny. I mean, that's that's traditionally that stuff's always kind of been there. Well, and, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know if that market is going away because for the longest time you know that whole foreign directive like if you sold a bunch of foreign territories in the past again 15 20 years ago you could get enough money to shoot your film yeah you know all you have to do is get one you know b-level star in it yeah you know right and you could get make a movie right and 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 th- it would never see the light of day in in the US except in on directed to video shelves somewhere exactly and and if that foreign market is big enough it it, it can be you know i mean look at david hasselhoff in germany sure, right absolutely um and and people have different value in in different markets by the way but what you're talking about you know that still exists too there's the i call it the AFM world, the right. American film market, right. you know, that happens down in Santa Monica. Right, which if people don't know, is a huge convention where yeah. they show all these movies that most of you will never have heard of, nope. but you know some of the actors in these movies, yeah. and they end up in the red boxes. Some of them end up in streaming, and they end up in theaters in Estonia or something. Oh, yeah. Right? Awful-looking crap that, uh, not all of it, obviously, um, but but there's a lot of it that looks awful that, from a business perspective, they make they make money, mm-hmm. you know, right? Um, um, you know, the, that's why it's it's like there it it is a as much as we sometimes you know writers whether you're, you know they're artists and filmmakers are artists so it's kind of hard to to think that 
you, you know, the motel rooms still need art too. You know, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, someone's got to paint those pictures of, of the sailboat, you know, those nondescript <laughs> Thomas Kincaid thing. Absolutely. Uh, on, a, on a capitalist as the world works thing. Yeah, those things exist. They wouldn't exist if people weren't making money on them. Right, you know? right. Is it something to aspire to? Maybe, maybe not, you know? Depends what your goal is, I Yeah, suppose. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I would imagine being the king filmmaker in that market makes you exactly that, the king filmmaker of that market. Sure. Does that transfer over to the traditional big studio stuff? Not necessarily, you mm-hmm. know. But it, it's funny. It's kind of – it's a it, this this business is, is, is kind of huge, and there's huge little aspects of it that I really don't have much experience in. But yeah, that all exists, you know? Well, I think that it's difficult for anyone with as many markets as there are, both domestic and foreign, as many outlets as there are, for any one individual to cover all of this and understand all of the machinations of where you're going to get your financing from, what your production outlet's going to be, you know, all these different companies that are involved. Um, Yeah, so it, it is the Wild West out there. Yeah. It's 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 crazy, but um, look, I mean, again, those type of things, you know, you can go on from there if that's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But going so, sort of going back to your question, the 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 Paris Hilton thing um, was, I don't think anybody ever thought negatively about it, but they would have if they hadn't read something brilliant. that was brilliant yeah. and and. I think so different too helps. I mean, there was a few funny moments in this thing, but it was definitely not a comedy. Right. So it was able to be compartmentalized about that was a long time ago. That was something else. Well, you had you had mentioned it was sort of a funny talking point. Yeah. In a meeting. Yeah. After they had read something brilliant. Sure. When you're selling her as a client, or when you were selling her as a client, is that something you just swept under the rug and didn't mention? Until they had read and loved her script? Like, did you sell her, like, this is her first script? Or she had done other things, maybe, but just not mentioned the Paris Hilton stuff? Sold her on other achievements or other work? Yeah, you know what? It was um, it was probably something, um, I don't think it was in her, her blurb. Mm, but, it, you know, right, it was right, probably right. something that I said over the phone. Or, you know, I mean, it's right there on her credits on the various things. Sure. You know, people usually take a swing over to there. To, to IMDB know. or something. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, I definitely didn't lead with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. if if I knew if I you know if I knew the exec well, I would mm-hmm. probably say you you won't believe this, but she wrote that, and you know have a laugh about it. Um, again, knowing that they're going to read this thing, and doesn't matter what you know what if Paris Hilton could could be uh, the Paris Hilton movie. It could be, you know, it could be worse than that. You know what I mean? When right. you read her her material, you know, mm-hmm. and people get that people have to make a living, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I've heard many times that it's, and when I say easier, it's definitely not easy at all, right? But you know, relatively speaking, easier to break a feature writer than it is a new TV writer, solely because of the networking involved in television as opposed to features where you know you have a great spec that goes out and you can attract attention 
it's much more difficult to do that in television without re relationships, whether at the network or whether with showrunners or other TV writers. Um, for writers out there who are interested in doing anything, i.e. or both, whatever, um, can you talk about the, the challenges for both? Like, what is difficult about breaking a feature writer? What is more difficult or as difficult as breaking a television writer? What challenges do they face yeah, well, that are the, distinctly different. Well, the, if we just leave the the easy way to do this is leave the feature side of it as the guy who has the great spec, mm -hmm. who's never written anything, and but he has the nuts, as we say. Right? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that's that's that method for that. In TV, mm -hmm. a you probably have to be in Los Angeles where you don't necessarily have to for features. Mm -hmm. Um, B, a lot of, uh, don't let me switch over to numbers. I'm, I'm going A, B, C, don't, <laughs> don't let me go A, B, three. three right. Yeah. Um, A, you have to be in Los Angeles. B, a lot of people get into those jobs, the staff writer level by putting in time as an assistant mm -hmm. with a co-EP or an EP. Right. And sometimes sticking with them over the run of different shows. And then... When they want to promote you, it depends if they're on a show at the time that is going to stick. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of the writers in television will come out of the writers' programs, the fellowships, be because they're because those are staff writers that are paid for. Mm -hmm. So, given given that you know just the assistance and the workshops, you know, and, and again, you know, somewhat going back to what I was talking about, you know, in network TV. They're staff writers, you know, two, three, four, whatever. Um, um, but so, you know, now if you're not one of those two things, um, it can be harder and it can be damn near impossible if you're not in Los Angeles. I mean, depending on how much money you want to pay to fly yourself out here, you right. could technically live anywhere if you could, you know, be here in 12 hours, I guess. Yeah, right. sure. Um, but... Um, Look, the at the but at the same time, you know, there's there's separate from what I said about the the not being a one to one ratio as far as more shows equaling you know exponentially that many more jobs. Um, there is, you know, TV, um, and again, this will this will change, but it it's been it, it's gone from the redheaded stepchild of 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 the business to the best stuff being made. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, the, but, but there, you know, writing good material, um, it, it, it still happens where, you know, you can still break new writers, you know, um, but it, it is difficult in, in television in the sense that, um, you know, can you work for $500 a week for three years when you're, you know, you right know, to they, be an assistant. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and if you're 22 and, and straight out of college and, and don't have a family and, and all this, yeah, you can do that, you know, and you can stick around for a while. And, um, um, you know, hopefully the, the people that you work for w will promote you, you know? Right. And that's how a lot of people, a lot of people do it that way. Um, so that takes some of the population, not just the people who don't live in Los Angeles, but the people who can't do that. Um, Out of the equation. Yeah, you know, so. But even the assistant positions, 
a writer's assistant, a showrunner's assistant. They're very difficult. There's not that many of them. Yeah, no, no, so no, no. Yeah, we're still well. talking yeah. about, you know, it's like um, um, it's still pretty hard to play AAA baseball, not just professional baseball. You know right, I mean? absolutely. We're, we're, you, that's, and that's a lot of people lose sight of the fact that, you know, writers are – this is exclusive as the NBA, and I'm changing sports, but <laughs> uh, but you know how many people get to do that professionally, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yet at the same time, it you, you know we hear these stories, you know, Uber driver makes good, and boom, you know, right? It's just that we only see the boom, we don't see all the work that was behind that, you right? Know? And you don't see the you know yeah. 999 other writers who didn't get that boom moment, yeah you know exactly what I mean? exactly whether they're talented or not is besides you know there's, right there's that many you know right interested participants that don't get to participate right yeah but yeah traditionally in tv there has been a there's been an there's extant and there's been a few others like that where sure. you know a tv spec makes good um but it's it's not it's 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 different from features in that way right you know? well i know writer's assistants who have sold material, mm-hmm. sold pilots mm-hmm. that never got made, that never went anywhere, mm-hmm. um, they're still working as assistants years afterwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, uh, that definitely happens. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, I, I mean, I see it a lot, you know, people on the blacklist. You know, yeah. it's like, all right, well, yeah, now you're back to being assistant. You know, mm-hmm. it, um, I mean, I would, it, there may be some issues there if you sold something, and it depends too. I mean, um, you, you got to keep in mind that um, selling, you know, traditional going in to pitch TV shows during the summer for network, or going in whenever and pitching shows for 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 um, cable, it's like um, you know. They look from usually the middle level writers on up, mm-hmm. so it, you know it's gen- it can be hard for a staff writer to sell something like that. So, well, a lot of times yeah. staff writers and up to the point where I think they're co-producers. Um, usually, staff writers, uh, story editors, and executive story editors. From my understanding, it's put in your contract, your first contract or two, that you cannot develop for the first year or two correct on your show correct usually so they, three yeah yeah three yeah know, so that they can't develop even if they wanted to right you know they can be writing obviously developing things they just can't go out and pitch right yeah i mean there's always the thing like you can you can sell to if you're on a show and you pitch it to your boss and your sure. boss you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, you yeah, sell yeah, it sort yeah. of internally and you the can, end around and then you sell it to the network that that the, show is on right um, and then you get screwed because you're nobody. No, uh, right? Uh, yes. Generally speaking, they're not. Yeah, they're exclusive to the show at that right. level. Although so if it doesn't get picked up, I mean, they, yeah. they obviously that right. opens up. But. Right. And by the way, um, staff writers do sell stuff. It's just often the case that it's with a Berlanti, or it's with you know, it's mm. with a trusted component, or it's with a strong, um, you know, a, some whatever production company that's. Um, um, that's based around a writer, first of all, that can kind of, you know, sort of say, hey, I got this if, if they, right. if they, you know, um, if they don't come through, um, or, or it's like, you know, um, LeBron sold 
15 projects you, you know it's like oh it's a lebron project there was like some staff writers that sold a lebron project mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so yeah there are ways that 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 can happen but generally speaking it, they look to um mid-level yeah mid-level and and you know supervising produce whatever it is um it depends on the place too and it depends on the situation sure you know um um I was just, you know, someone was sent me somebody for consideration, um, sold a bunch of pilots to like Nickelodeon hmm. back with like their earliest stuff on their credit list, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I guess with different places, you can definitely sell something and then have to go back to being an, an assistant, you know. Sure. I, but I also suspect there might be some mismanagement and and so forth. So it's probably a little bit rare, but yeah. Well, I'll let them know to give you a call then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, you, I'm sure, like most lit reps out there, get a ton of submissions, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, query submissions. How do you decide, uh, other than, like, assuming you like the log line, mm-hmm. how do you decide which ones to read first and what makes, uh, you know, a script stand out even before you begin reading it? Like page count, like title, like oh, and like if in, if then I get the script, yeah, those are all things I look at. Do you read the first five pages and go, you know what, I'm going to re- read something else first? You, you know, know what, it, I my own uh, one of my own many problems with me is uh, <laughs> many many problems with me is, and I'm getting I'm getting better after 20 years. I'm getting better. Yeah, I'm getting better. At but it. is I used to read the worst scripts to the final page. Like it was just, it was just. I I couldn't put it down. And what, what, now are you I'm, a masochist, or was this an yeah, OCD prob- thing? Probably. Or something? It, no, it was probably like the. Yeah, it was part stupidity and part. Um, and it never went anywhere that was worth reading. You sure. Know? But um, and I I'm exaggerating a little. It's not to the last page, but you know what I mean. I would read more than many others would read. I would read further. Right. You know, I had to learn. How to put something aside. Was it pure optimism? Like, this could turn around yeah. <laughs> at page 55. I, I know it's going to turn around. You know, I think I've gotten out recently. I remember getting out at page 8. Hmm. And page 8 might have been the earliest I've ever been able to extract myself. I know a lot of people who can read two pages and say, oh, forget this. this really? Uh, well, maybe two. Is, <laughs> uh, okay, I know a lot of people who can read eight pages on the regular and oh, stop sure. reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my outlier there that was the best i've ever done um but um look queries are um you know even though i i tell people i might be a little different in that i read my query you know i read the email that is Mm -hmm. um they're tough they're it's very hard to catch somebody's attention sure and actually i personally i tend to like don't try to reinvent the wheel and 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 uh, I don't know. I mean, I like them to be interesting. I'm I guess it's like tell me something about yourself that's interesting mm. so that um because a lot of managers don't want to hear a ton of backstory unless it relates to specifically what you're writing about. They just want the log line. And if yeah. that interests me then I want to read it. But you're actually saying background actually matters. Look, I no, for me it's it's like um um you know what's the bad example but uh, if if it's something that they've experienced mm-hmm. 
and they have a breadth of like they've lived a little bit of a life um and and you, you to me that, that is some that is a well-rounded individual gotcha. it also shows a i also like to see a track record of um I mean, granted, everybody has to write their first script, but mm-hmm. like I've been at it for a while, and I'm doing this and thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, just something that lets me know you're that you're you know you take it serious. Um, it's that I could sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and not want to shoot myself. <laughs> um, and but really, it's so much about what's on the page. It's funny you you asked that that question about the page count because. You know, traditionally, yeah, that was a like when you get like a you know if you're at a production company and you get a spec or whatever, it, it, it's like people do look at page count, you know, mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and by the way, it's like you know, misspelling a, a word. Ultimately, who cares, right? In the grand scheme of things, you know, who cares if you misspelled something? But it goes to I care. <laughs> I do too, but my point is it goes to – it's not about whether you know how to spell the word. It goes to how much you care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. To run that spell checker, to look it over, to have someone else look it over for you. Exactly. And, exactly. Right. You know. Um, but look, query letters are tough. Um, I do read them. I do accept them from time to time. Um, and um, – but I don't know that there's uh, – depending on my mood, I could see something that I could say is a positive. could also one day just piss me off. Mm. <laughs> you know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one day maybe a joke. I'd like – you know, I appreciate a joke. But most times <laughs> probably not. Right. Um, the one I've been getting lately, hey, man, I'm in L.A. for two weeks next week. You know, like, mm. like, like I, I don't want to meet, meet with you. <laughs> like, I mean, first and foremost, I, no, I mean, maybe I very much want to meet with you. But I got to read your material, and I uh, right. you, you know what I mean. It's sure. like I'm certainly not going to. the 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 one I get a lot is you know, hey, you know, thanks for sending me this. Um, I didn't like it enough. Keep writing. You know, maybe I give him a little whatever. It was good, mm-hmm. and, and then it's like, but yeah, but let me buy you a cup of coffee, and let me buy you lunch. Let me. Do, I don't. I don't. You know, not because I'm a dick, although I might be a dick. No, but because. I, why what what's the what's the what are we talking about right you know if you didn't respond if, if, you, to if the i writing, didn't respond to the writing that that two-hour sales pitch over lunch is not going to make a difference exactly it's just going to be awkward and weird show it show it to me right. prove it to me and then i can show it and prove it to others right you know it has to be on the the, the page um yeah you know Brief query letter. Look, also, you know, the, the I, I also see these things in my emails from the the various, uh, um, you know, people who are trying to make money off the screenwriting world in other ways, and it's like, take my class to create the perfect log line. I'm, mm. I'm like, you know, I like a good log line, and it needs to be clear, and it needs, you know, needs to be enticing, right? But ultimately it's a new version of something we've seen before. You know, it's not going to be reinventing the wheel. Right. What can you tell from a log line? You know, there's very few high concept things that are going to, you know, you know what I mean? How, how long do those come along? Mm-hmm. It's ultimately going to be about the execution. So if you paid somebody $500 to learn how to write a log line, oh my God, I wish you would have <laughs> kept 250 and sent me 250 Right. You know? 
we'd all be better off because it, that doesn't matter. Now, granted, it, it, if it's not coherent, I'm not going to want to look at the execution. So they have to, yes, you have to execute an email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wouldn't kill myself, you know, trying to come up with the fact that, you know, you you know you won your spelling bee or you lost your left leg or i mean those things are you know if they, if, if i'd look more for like a breadth of a breadth like um you know somebody who has interesting hobbies are they you know so, you know somebody i was in marine biology but i got the bug for screenwriting and now i'm a screenwriter like right that's more interesting to me i don't know why but that's interesting to me mm-hmm. you know um yeah, unfortunately, I, I wish there was a way to get through, um, but there's not. Um, just keep in mind, I got to read the thing. Keep in <laughs> mind when you send it, you know, there's and keep in mind, I don't care if you're in Los Angeles, if I and I don't mean to be mean about it. I'm just saying um, you and I are only going to have a further conversation if I respond to your material. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm super picky and everybody's super picky and um But see that's not a bad thing in my opinion. No, that's a no, good no, thing. Not at all. Because you want somebody who's passionate about your material, not just taking a flyer on anybody who sounds remotely interesting. Absolutely. Because you don't yeah. want a, a manager who's got like eighty clients just shotgunning material out anytime something that comes in is remotely interesting. Yeah. You want someone that's gonna believe in your material because invariably either when you you're at the start of your career or at some point when there's a downturn, you know, when there's a lull that someone's still going to believe in you and return your phone calls and saying, you know, hey, let's get to work on the next thing, or I still believe in it. Let's continue sending it out. Let's do, you know. Yeah. You want someone who's going to fight for you, and you can't do that if they don't believe in you. If they're just like, eh, that was fine, I guess. Right, you, right, you, right. Like, so you don't want somebody like that to represent you if they don't love your material. Right. Congrats, you have a manager, but at the same time, what is it going to, you know, is right. that person, you know. The right and, person. And, and by the way, it's it's been an interesting thing when I started Skyway a couple of years ago um, because of the circumstances of me leaving Madhouse and thinking I possibly wanted to do something else in the business, I, I started from scratch. Hmm. So I have the room and the time. And the on, relationship. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I have, I don't have a ton of clients and hmm. I do have room for more, hmm. but I have to be, I have to fight to be just as picky because I have to love it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I'm on my way to, you know, I don't know what a full, a full run is depending on how much I want to abuse myself, 25, 30, 35 clients. I think for a manager, anything over that yeah, seems, it seems yeah. you know, it seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I have 10 now, let's say I'm not running out trying to get 25 people. Sure. You no, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like you still, even somebody who's hungry, you know, like myself, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a tough proposition. Everybody wants to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. I get it, you know. It, it, and 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 um, and and I I really appreciate. Um, I uh, well, the, there's people who bug you where you see their names and 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 they're just constantly querying you. Mm. But um, I love to see people who say that they're going to write something else and ask if they can hit me up, and they do hit me up and say. And it's not a day later or two days later. You right, know what I mean? Like right, right, I've right, been right. working for six months on this draft, and it, like, great. So because because that's a that's a again, this is some stranger, but it shows a lack of flakiness. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It shows a commitment to doing it. You know, 
granted they need to have that commitment needs to be lifelong but at least it's a good sign mm -hmm. yeah, you know yeah absolutely and i mean the, you know jumping to don't send me a picture of yourself either <laughs> i always feel weird about that people send you pictures yeah don't send me a picture videos if you if you respond to a, a query and maybe you even like the script do you ever go on social media and google them first and see their Instagram or, or Twitter page? Or, or is that something, you know, I don't I, care? You know, I've done that when um, when a name sounds familiar and I can't find, oh. the, and I can't find them in my, in my records. Sure. Um, but generally, no. Generally, no. So if you like somebody's script, you'll just take a shot on them, meet them, and then see if, where it goes from there, or talk to them, Skype them, whatever. Yeah. You're not going to go, hmm, let me just check their Instagram, make sure they're not this party you know wahoo or they don't have these all these well i seen photos you gotta remember i represent writers not actors <laughs> That's they can, true. you know you can look like a complete horror show and <laughs> and be a writer uh, fair uh, enough fair let enough. me let me prove it to you with these five examples no, <laughs> uh yeah no it's it, yeah look i mean there is that that aspect of it you know um the and sometimes it's funny. Sometimes you're talking to somebody for a while mm. before you actually meet them. Right. And yeah, it goes through your head like, I hope this person isn't, you know, nutty, isn't whatever, can't make eye contact, right. can't project their voice, can't, you know, not too awkward. Mm -hmm. but, but like at the same time, especially as it relates to TV, because, right. you know, you generally in TV that when the when the selling process is a pitch and, and, uh, and expressing, you know, verbally your passion for something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but no, I don't. Um, and by the way, I have, I have read, uh, there was two cases I think where I've read, uh, read somebody liked their writing and was turned off by them after meeting them. Hmm. Um, or 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 a phoner or a phoner. Sure. You know? What was it about them that turned you off? Uh, Without getting into too much detail. No, 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 no. no. That's person. a good question because yeah. actually it happened very specifically. It's it's like, um, the 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 person that this most recently happened to was was like, you know, hey man, I, I read your script. I'm you know I wanted to talk to you and and it was like, yeah man, how do we get this sold, man? How oh, do we yeah. or. And it wasn't just the fact that, like, he was trying to put to me, like, can you sell this? It was um, it was a sole focus on the thing ahead of uh, of, of this one piece of material mm -hmm. where I'm looking at the, the, the career. career. Sure. Yeah. Um, now, granted, you know, um, um, you know, uh, the the agency world can be a little bit more of what can I do right now with that piece of material? Um but uh, yeah, that turned me off a lot, mm -hmm. um, um, or, or, or you know, or just not being open to my advice. You know, it's well, like, for the person out there who's listening, the yeah. writer who who's thinking to themselves right now, well, why doesn't he want to sell my script? You know, why isn't he focused on selling my script? Why is that a turnoff? Say that again. Yeah, well, you had said when he the, one of the first things he said was, "How do we sell this?" Right, and that was a turnoff. And I understand what you're coming, yeah. what you're saying, what you're coming from, um, especially because a lot of people, you know, emerging writers don't understand that a majority of your job, you know, is jobs. Your paid work is not just going to come from a spec sale, mm -hmm. and you, you know, even if it is, 
what's the next thing? You know, it's right. always about a career. It's not about selling one thing. Right. Um, but, you know, for that writer out there, you know, I just wanted to sort of get from your words why, if they're thinking, like, well, why doesn't he want to focus on selling this script that I wrote? Why is that a bad thing? Why is that a turnoff? Well, well, the, well. The difference is is that generally speaking, and this is a, another sort of manager agent difference, which I just described, is that I I can read something that has no commercial appeal whatsoever mm-hmm. and just see the good writing within, right? Right. And then, and and that was the case in this one particular person. I mean, there was a possibility of redeveloping it, you know, but um, um. I'm more looking for – I want to see someone who can write and and has that annoyingly uh, elusive, quote-unquote, voice, mm-hmm. you know, that everybody yeah. talks about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm less con- – and, and I don't care about the current container of that necessarily. Right. If their be-all, end-all is just to sell that script and I'm like, hey, man, I like your writing, but I don't know if this is a, 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 an idea that, that – will work or or i would you know want to you know if if we were to proceed with and read i would want to redevelop not necessarily put my stamp on it but because i thought there was a problem with it right you know um and you're not open to that then that's kind of a red flag for me right you know because that relationship not necessarily starting off on that right foot there's not that communication there's not yeah. a symbiosis and, and and really when i get excited about good writing and a good voice where i don't necessarily think that there's anything to do with the piece of the container that piece of material right it's like i'm thinking down the line you know sure and it takes time and it takes a lot of work and so if somebody's like, hey, hey, man, now, 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 what can we do? Right. No, I'm out. Right. Well, I have friends <laughs> who are writers yeah. who have a number of produced credits, um, big studio yeah. credits. And yet the first script that got them signed with their manager and agent that went around town um, – was never sold and yeah. never got made. Their their calling card, right? Right, Which, but it got them rewrite assignments. It got them, you know, uh, OWAs exactly. studio assignments. And yet, that script that they wrote that got them all this attention never sold. Exactly. Yeah. No, that will get you in rooms to to talk about things, mm-hmm. um, um, for sure. And but also as a manager, um, yes, you can go out and send that calling card that can never get made and and that can beget something but at the same same time even though as as you might be sending that person out into the world in conjunction with an agent if, if those existed uh, no, <laughs> right uh, um it, you're working on the next thing you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. and i'm already working on something that we can sell mm-hmm. that has that you know that voice too right so the 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 getting in the room is is the first step on the long path to cash and prizes mm-hmm. um you know not necessarily the the you know the be all end all right yeah um before we jump in cuz i did want to ask you about the your take on the wjata mm-hmm. conflict um the one script you read that you said you stopped at 8 pages which was a new thing for you. Yeah. What was it about the eight pages that made you stop? Like, why did you read eight pages of that one in particular and go, you know what? I'm not finishing anymore. I, I, I give up. Oh, uh, just 
it was the zaniest, stupidest comedy with, and I think it had misspellings, and it just, it felt like it, it felt like you know Shecky Green wrote it forty years ago <laughs> or something. Okay. It was just, it was just all wrong right. in every which way. I can't remember if there was a, there might have been like an offensive, uh, you know, an offensive character in there that mm. I was like, oh no, you, you know what I mean? It, right. It has to be pretty egregious for me, <laughs> you know. I should, uh, I should. Uh, well, no, it's not fair to that guy, but I should find that that script. You know, take his name. I'll put my name on it. <laughs> and send Here's it my eight page script. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Any last words for those emerging writers out there? Keep doing what you're doing. Keep writing. If you love it enough, you're going to stick with it, and you're going to find a way to put in the time to to get it done. There's, you know, it's it's also it's 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 perfectly acceptable to say, to realize that oh, you know what, I'm not that passionate about it anymore. Like, do yourself the service of 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 at that point getting out, or, or if it's not feasible for your family situation or what, right. you, you know. But barring those things, if you want it, keep doing it, keep getting better, and um. You know, again, there is the, you know, some people were born Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was, and some people weren't. Everybody Mm -hmm. else, you know, there's always somebody that can do it, you know, who starts at a, you know, gets his his five, starts five steps, you know, just has this natural proclivity for it. Right. But it's a blue collar, do the work, get better, fail until you get good. And um, uh, I would love to say that, if you stick it out long enough that everybody works, that's still not the case. But but y- your competition is quitting every day. Right. If you love it, don't be one of the ones that walks right. walks away. Right. You know what I mean? But then the other half is the competition. Your competition is out there working every day. So if you sure. want to compete with them, you've got to do that as sure, well. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying it's like it's not for – you have to sort of be possessed by it and you have to be driven to do it because – uh, you have to not get paid for it for a long time, right? You know, yeah, and be turned told no, and be told this is not right. You know, a yeah, lot. yeah. I mean, look, who doesn't want to come home from from work and have a beer and watch TV? You know right. what I mean? It's hard to to. Uh, well, I don't drink beer anymore, but it's hard <laughs> to. Uh, it's it's hard to do that, and um, so the. Again, it's not to say that there's not natural talent and people who can do it better the first sure. time versus your first time. Right. Um, and it's not to say that everybody can do it if they stick it out for 13 years and whatever. You know, right. There's right. still some people that will never rise to that level. Right. But most of the people, the the people that uh, are have succeeded at one point, they were where where you are now too. So ask yourself the question, you know. Um, do you love it enough to keep doing it? Right. And there was a quote. I don't know the exact quote. Um, it's ask not what your country can do for you. No, it's uh, uh, oh, it's Mike, cause talking about Michael Jordan. You said not everyone has that Michael Jordan yeah. talent. But Michael Jordan worked really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I just looked it up. This is a quote from Michael Jordan. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over. 
and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. What a dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, yeah, even the yeah. most talented basketball player in the history of the sport failed a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot, and worked hard at it. Yeah. And they say that, you know, even in practice, he would go full speed. Like, players got mad at him. Oh, yeah. Because in practice, he wasn't, you know, just going through the motions. He was going at you full speed like it was a game. He yeah. took everything seriously. Yeah. And I think that's why he was the best. Yeah, I, sure, I certainly shouldn't detract from his work effort. I mean, that, that's the thing is you see, um, you know, guys that do, will do uh, a full, you know, workout or two a days. And, and after each workout, they're sitting there working on free throws. Right. You know what I mean? Professional yeah. players I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something Shaquille O'Neal might have considered doing, but no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Right. He, he didn't stay. He could have been the greatest ever. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he was a great player, but imagine how good he could have been had he taken a few free throws yeah. See, in practice. You know what? Screw Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> if only he had fulfilled his potential. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for coming on. You as got always. it. Be sure to follow Chris on Twitter at Take the Skyway. That's it. Um, and if you have questions about the craft or business of writing, you can send us an email to ask at scriptsandscribes.com or send us a tweet to at scriptscribes. There's no and in the middle there, just at scriptscribes. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Good seeing you. And thank you all for listening. <laughs>